podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Stratycast. A lot has happened since we last spoke with Nardi Yellow. We're obviously joined also by Jonathan Strager, who I'm very happy to have back with us at Stratty News TV, um, formerly of that YouTube channel. How are you, Johnny? Hey, all good, all good. Good to be here. Good to be here. You've had a nice again. You've had a busy summer of people pestering you on Twitter for transfer gossip. <laughs> yeah, no, I do a bit. I, I talk to quite a few people in the world, you know, agents and all sorts of people in the football world. So it's become a bit of a hobby doing that type of activity. And yeah, a, a result of that is that people think you know everything that happens at the club, which is far from the truth. Um, I managed to get little tidbits here and there, but it's a very hard game, which is why I've got so much respect for people like, you know, Fabrizio. Mm. He, does, he does an incredible job. I don't know how he does it keeping across world football it's hard enough trying to chase your tail trying to yeah trying to chase your tail with united is hard enough little bits here and there but people think i've um, got a direct line to to woodward and matt judge which, which isn't quite the case in fact people tell me on twitter to instruct their transfer policy you know <laughs> tell him to buy a defensive midfielder and things like that which always makes me laugh but yeah it's been uh, it's been fun it's always it's a, fun with United. It's a tankless hobby for you, for others, a tankless job because you look at Fabrizio and he finally announced that Sancho was coming in the summer. People were not so much interested in Sancho anymore. It was to the next toy and it was Rafael Varane. People were hungry for that bit of news. So I want to kind of talk about our signings um, today and look at them with what kind of impact they can have because I feel with... When you, when you talk about social media and transfers, a bit like FIFA, isn't it? People get sick of the, the new tie very quickly and they're almost all, already asking for Haaland. We just signed Ronaldo, but people want Haaland yeah. now. Um, so look, we'll get, we get on to it. The big one, Ariello, is Ronaldo. That's the one that yep. every, everyone is talking about. I'm delighted to have him back at the club. For me, he was one of the biggest players of, of my childhood. I, I got to meet him. I'll tell that story shortly. But, but to have him back at the club is such a big lift, right? Oh, it's phenomenal. I think you just looking at last night and the leadership skills, he, he goes and misses a penalty but comes back to win the game with, with, with two unbelievable finishes. And he's going to bring that confidence into the changing room, that, that work ethic that, you know, the guys can look up to him and they'll learn off him and, and he'll bring confidence to the changing room as well. I just think he's going to have a huge impact both on and off the pitch for United and and anyone that says he would have been a bad signing for anyone doesn't really know too much about football. He's a phenomenal signing. Um, and I just think he's going to bring so much to, to, to Manchester United over the next couple of years. I, I was just going to mention to Nard, you know, like in terms of the overlapping careers with you, because you, am I right in saying you left United permanently in 04? 
the yeah, bounce. You know better than me. Or something like that, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was 04, <laughs> wasn't it? And then Ronaldo came in 03, didn't he? Oh, yeah, I was, yeah, I was there for, for pretty much one. I think he was, you're right. Yeah, so I was there for one season with Ronaldo. So he came in and did, he was, did you go on loan that season? I did. But you yeah. wouldn't train with him maybe yeah, pre season. We trained pre season. Uh, and uh, and even at that age, an 18 year old kid, you could see the ability and, and you could see the, the, the silky skills that he had. And yeah. so I remember doing the, they were called boxes. So basically, it's 10 of you in a box, two go in the middle, eight keep the ball, from yeah. the two in the middle. Yeah. Um, the feet that he had in that first training session, I just remember, it was just frightening how quickly and turn of pace and how he could just flip the, the ball this way, the lollipops, yeah. It, it was, even at that age, you could see how good he was and and he, you look at the specimen of, specimen of a bloke that he is now, he was nothing like that back then. He was almost like a, a spotty teenager almost <laughs> and he had this unbelievable ability and, and you, if you see how his career's progressed and, and what he's become, it's just, it's just phenomenal. So, like but I say, when, it's, it's when, great. You, when you saw him then though, I'm yeah. guessing like, Yes, you saw that there was some roar in the conversation of being the best players of all time because you're already playing with players like Skulls. Yes, yeah. you probably never thought he was going to eclipse them. God, no, you did. You wouldn't. It didn't even cross your mind. You saw his work ethic because you saw him in the in the gym. You know, twenty four seven almost before training, after training. Right. Uh, so you saw the work. Oh, yeah, 18. yeah, because he had a good relationship with with Clegg, Mike Clegg there, and, and I know he wanted to, you know, get stronger. But he had that work ethic from, from day one. You don't get a move to Manchester United at that age if you don't, for that kind of money. So you saw that, but yeah, not in your wildest dreams. Do you think you'd be five Ballon d'Ors later and you know, have the achievements that he's done? It's, it's phenomenal. Obviously, those thoughts never come into your mind anyway. Like Ronaldo did something that no one has ever really done. You know, you, you come in at 18. But I think maybe the question also could be, was he the talk of the, of the town, maybe the dressing room when he came in, did he, did he make a quick impression? Was everyone a bit blown away by this, as you said, skinny 18-year-old, spotty, but <laughs> keen to, to develop and keen to be the best? I guess, in a way, he came with a reputation <clears throat> on the back of that friendly, didn't he? Yeah, it was yeah. a friendly game, yeah. Because they, they almost, I think, John Re- O'Shea that he taught to people. Yes. Uh, Gary Neville, O'Shea, Rio, I I, Rio said he did him. Yeah. And I think Rio did told that story, didn't he, recently about basically they had to wait on the, the team yeah. coach while Fergie essentially went and did his did his <laughs> thing, didn't he, in the changing room afterwards. Because yeah. I think Arsenal were also in for him, weren't they, at the time? Mm. And Fergie's yeah. obviously, Fergie's monologue must have secured it for us. But yeah, yeah so I'm guessing he came with pretty good reputation anyway no we did and I think it was all it did stem off that that one game especially for us young lads we watched the game saw the game saw the highlights we listened to the, the players I, I do distinctly remember John O'Shea talking about him for some reason it's a long time ago but I, I do think he did John O'Shea did him quite a few times I might be wrong in that but that's what I do remember but yeah I think he did come with this it was almost it wasn't there wasn't an expectation to achieve what he's achieved. It was just an expectation in the sense that he's a young lad coming to Manchester United for a for a sizable fee. It wasn't huge, but it was a sizable fee. Um so there was a, obviously a bit of I suppose a little bit of pressure on him, but I mean it was nothing at the end of the day, was it? He, 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 he just got better and better as time got on and I think really proved his worth to to United and uh, his 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 um his career speaks for itself, doesn't it? What about what about I want I wanted to ask you, Dale, as well. I'm, I'm turning into interviewer mode here because it's, it's natural <laughs> for me. It's natural for me as well, but I'm always curious about your thoughts as well. How did you feel last night? Because I, I actually thought Ireland made an, an incredibly entertaining game, and actually, mm-hmm. you know, there's an argument they could have nicked it as well themselves. Yeah. yeah, 
And I was thinking of all the Irish Reds that I know, obviously yourself and a lad called Niall I know does the MMA stuff. And, you know, staunch Reds. But it must have been a bit of mixed emotions for you. Yeah, it, there was definitely heartbreak because a bit of background about it is there's been a lot of talk about Stephen Kenny as manager. Um, and he, right. he's coming up with his own ideas and he hasn't necessarily got the pool of players that realistically we can expect to qualify for these these campaigns, these European championships and these World Cups. Uh, And and we're a country that that loves our football. And I think at a time last night, he went into this game on the back of very bad results and no one expected anything. And the performance, I was quite happy with it. So it was definitely heartbreak. Heartbreak for him to not get that result, which would have been very, very important for him. But I think seeing Ronaldo... And this part of United that's in me, it means a bit more. Um, I, I, I can't say I was heartbroken. I was, I was a bit gutted for Stephen Kenny, but seeing Ronaldo score and seeing what's been said about him this week and whether he can do it at United and whether he still has it. Yeah, there was a part of me that kind of enjoyed that last night. Um, and also a part of me that it hurt. But look, I, I, he can make it up by doing that for United all this season. Um, no question about that. And I think he will do it. I think the question I, want, I wanted to pose to you, Johnny, is after the, the announcement of Ronaldo and going into deadline day, everyone was asking for a defensive midfielder. Um, yeah. I, I think a lot of us knew going into deadline day there wouldn't be one coming in, that the club were not actively pursuing anyone and it was all up to kind of opportunities who would become available. I think they have their eyes set on someone for next year who wasn't available <clears> this year or maybe he was priced out of a move. But <laughs> yeah. is this a bit mad after Ronaldo comes in? Because he, he's not a player that needs an explanation. He's one of the best players in the world. Comes in as a winner. And should this signing mean Manchester United are in there to win the title? I think oh, post-Fergie, I've, I've learned to manage my expectations, probably on the point of being a little bit, I don't want to say pessimistic, but I'm super realistic, I think, rather than allowing myself to get carried away and then be disappointed. So I think even with Ronaldo, as good as he is, I still think we're a little bit short of City, probably Chelsea now as well in terms of balance. So I don't want to let myself get carried away. That doesn't mean I wouldn't be astounded at all if Ronaldo does lead some sort of title charge and just takes it upon his shoulders to basically score the goals in games in which we've struggled previously, which will obviously Mm -hmm. accumulate the points we need because we tend to do okay in the bigger games, don't we? So I wouldn't be surprised if he takes us on a spearheads a title charge. But at the same time, I'm still managing my expectations, I think, yeah. just to avoid disappointment. Well, I, um, I, I think as well, Johnny, you have to manage expectations because this isn't any old Premier League. It's also a Premier League with, with a very, very, very good Man City side, a very strong yeah. Chelsea side that just won the Champions League. It, it, it's it's more than even a, a two-horse race. You know, you're looking at oh, a, a, yeah, a number yeah. of good teams who also have to go through a campaign of, of not missing their best players through injury and a lot of different circumstances. But the resign of Ronaldo surely means that United are up there and one of the favourites um, to challenge. Yeah, and I guess, like, again, it, it, I suppose it stems from where your position on Ollie is because <clears throat> I've seen a lot of people, you know, maybe people that... A stance whereby they're almost waiting for Ollie to, to fail. Mm. We'll use this as part of their agenda now. Well, Ollie's got Ronaldo, and 
it all it, I think it all originates from what your expectations are and what your position on the manager is. Because for me, for example, yes, you want to see us certainly halve the gap on the leaders now. But if we do that, I'll still consider this a good season, regardless of Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah, and I'll it, feel that next I'll feel then that next season with the addition of a defensive mid, that yeah, then 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 maybe as someone who's pro Ollie, I'll have less of a stance to defend him if we don't mm. then kick on and challenge. But I'm yeah. still kind of maintaining and but people that are kind of maybe more on the fence or anti Ollie will say, Oh, you're just making excuses for him. Maybe I am. But I still have that little bit of romance in me that wants him to succeed, as I'm sure Nard does as someone who yeah. probably played yeah. with him as well. But you know, that, that, I suppose that's what I'm trying to, to get out here as well. It's, it's I, I, another I think, thing. I think as well to to, to to go on top of that, Nards, isn't it ridiculous to maybe or even spoiled for fans to say at the start of the season that they expect a league title before a ball is even kicked? <laughs> you know, because even going back to the Ferguson years. We weren't yeah. talking. We weren't even talking about if we don't win the league, let's sack the manager before a ball was even kicked. So we have to see what happens, don't we? To see what players get injured, what what COVID does to the squad, a number of things. But but your expectations with the signings we've made, we, we haven't even spoken about Ferran Sancho, and of course no. we can't forget about Tom Heaton who's back at the club <laughs> as well. Um, what are your expectations this season on the back of that transfer window? Well. Listen, I, I, I get the argument that, you know, United signed Ronaldo, you, you've got to be challenging. You signed Varane and Sancho along with that. You, you've got to be challenging. And I'd be very surprised, being brutally honest, if, if, if United aren't challenging to, to some extent. I think there's four teams that can, in my mind, that can, can go ahead and win this league this year. City, United, Chelsea and Liverpool. Uh, and it does depend on injuries, a um, little bit of form. You know, these things do matter. The players we've signed need a little bit of time. I think Sancho's going to need... To settle in, get his groove, and, and learn the way Oli wants him to play and stuff like that. But there's no denying he's an unbelievable talent. So the sooner he can embed himself into that starting eleven and you know get comfortable in, in playing there, the better for us. So there's a lot of things that have got to go, got to go your way over a, a 46 game season. So it could go to one of those four teams. And, and I think if United don't win it this year, it's not the end of the world. But like mm. like Shrag said, there's got to be a noticeable improvement. Uh, a lesser gap and you know at least the the challenge was you know somewhat there in the sense that we're close enough to you know to potentially get that dm to central defensive midfielder next season to really really kick on i'd, I'd agree with Shrugs there the thing is as well we all have our different definite because i always see this word banded around on twitter you know we've got a challenge we have to challenge we all have different interpretations of yeah. challenging don't we so yeah. like is a challenge to you that it goes to the last day of the season. Is that no. a challenge whereby we're in it right until the last day? Because for me, a challenge is probably still being there or thereabouts <clears> in <throat> March, but ultimately still falling a bit short, but still halving the gap, for example. Yes. I consider that success. But some people would say, if we're not in it within three points on the last day, we've failed to challenge. So you've got yeah. to kind of, that's to be the difference in definition as well. Absolutely. No, no. Of course, it comes down to that. And we've seen in recent seasons the amount of points that teams have been racking up um, to, to, win, to win the title. And, you know, mathematically, it, we still have a fairly big gap to cover on City. Um, yes. Also have Chelsea yeah. to, to, to contain this season. They're going to be much stronger. They've made good additions this summer, as have we. But um, I think it makes up for like, a really, really competitive season, which is good. 
it's good. For, we, we don't want to see City running off with it every year. Um, we certainly don't want Liverpool involved, which I, I really don't <laughs> think they will be this year. Um, Johnny, Donny van de Beek, that situation, he's one of the players who stays at Manchester United this season. Do you think his situation warrants a move for his own sake? Because it's, uh, reports do say he was blocked. I think his agent um, suggests that he, he was blocked to move on near the end of the transfer window. To, uh, to Everton. Mm. I suppose, can you imagine, though, the scenario? Because I was thinking about that, whether, say, it had been permitted and facilitated. Can you imagine the criticism and backlash Ollie would have received had he gone to Everton and proved the success for them? I mean, it, it was almost a no-win for Ollie in terms of his own... Yes, I know we get rid of his wage and they would have covered his wages and all that kind of stuff. But from an actual managerial point of view, you're only going to lose there, aren't you? I mean, if he went to Everton and even underwhelmed a bit, that, that's that's essentially what I suppose people would perceive he's done at United so far. So I just, I didn't see the benefit in him going to another Premier League club. Yeah. Whether or not it's true, I don't know. Um, I think you'd left a short as well, like... Yes, precisely. He takes an injury or two, and yeah, you know, and I, I love Donny. I think he's got the ability to to get a regular place in our team. Um, yeah, it's happened, yeah, of course. But I mean, to let him go when kind of shortish on midfielders as it is, all it takes is a couple of yeah. injuries. Would be it's not good managerial um, no. management. Management is it either? So yeah, especially with the lack of signing a DM, mm-hmm. like another midfielder, and he, and he is. I mean, we've seen him playing that. People talk about double pivots and all that kind of stuff. I'm a bit old school, just that kind of holding <laughs> midfielder, that holding midfielder role next to a Fred or a Matt Tomlin. And I'm almost certain he's got the football brain to do that. 100%, yeah. And I, and I, I don't know, it's a mystery to us all, isn't it? I'd love, I'm sure one day the truth will come out with the whole Donny van der Beek thing and, you know, who signed him. And But there's definitely a player there. I think we can all see that. You don't, I, you don't get to a semi-final with Ajax unless you're a player. Do you? exactly. He was the main man. Yeah. No, look, he's got an opportunity this season and he's, he's come back, he's in better shape and he should really be looking, forgetting that what happened last year. This is a brand, yes. new, brand new season. That's what he should be doing. I was surprised by the timing of his agent's comments because one of the things I've noticed since Donny signed up for United and things weren't going his way, even early into last season, there was a, a constant commentary coming out of the Netherlands from former players, former Ajax legends and people involved with the club still. And I just think it, it doesn't really help anyone. It's kind of put no. the manager in a situation more than anything else because you've got a constant commentary of people questioning why he's not playing. But Manchester United won at the weekend and I looked on Twitter after the match. The bet was 1-0 and, and people were still saying, why didn't Danny get minutes? You can't please some people. And, and the thing is, you can't, as Nardiel, you know, there's a big squad. You can't play everyone. It's impossible. The manager has to win games at the end of the week. Another player in RDL that stays is Jesse Lingard. I think with the departure of, of Daniel James, he's going to get opportunities. And you've said previously in the podcast that you wanted him to stay. Absolutely. I, like, I like I've said many times before on, on the podcast, like you say, for me, we saw that what he can do when he's confident and happy. Uh, he was phenomenal last year for West Ham. So, there's no doubt in my mind he can bring that kind of ability and that kind of play to United in, in the off game. He's not going to start every week. We know that. But I think he's more than happy just to be part of the Manchester United squad. 
Uh, I think he'll always give his all, his work rate, and he has got the ability to, to unlock teams and score goals. So he could be vital in, in, in certain games for us during this season. Uh, like I say, especially with a couple of injuries here and there, it's, it's, a, it's a great squad player to have. And obviously being you know, Manchester United through and through, coming through the ranks, it's, it, it's a no-brainer for him. And, and I'm sure the fans will, you know, will back him. Johnny, he never so, gave any impression yeah. this summer that he wanted to leave the club, even though he was at West yeah. Ham for the second half of last season and obviously was happy to be playing week in, week out and being a key yeah. player there. And and there was also comments in the press from the likes of Gary Neville suggesting that he should move on. This is like he's going to be playing every week. Why would he go back tonight and sit the bench? He he didn't want yeah. another club, right? He wanted to stay at United. No. Yeah, def- that's what. That's certainly what I was hearing during the summer. And he, yeah, I mean, he's come through the academy. He loves the club. I'm guessing in his eyes, he's, there's two ways you can look at it. I mean, he absolutely, he looked very happy at West Ham. He was loved. Yeah. The players obviously took to him as well. And he kind of found it, he felt like as a person as well, he, he kind of refound himself a little bit. But in his mind, he probably wants one more crack really giving it a go at United, I'm guessing. In his own mind, this is, for him, the last chance saloon in terms of one more season. Can he get his foot in the door? When he does, can he take those opportunities? But I bet if he has a season where he barely plays, when he does, he doesn't make a massive impact. I don't think it would surprise any of us if he were to leave next season. And let's be honest, given what he did at West Ham, I'm almost certain that they'll happily take him next season. Mm. You know, being that he's 29, he's got that sort of figure, physique, where he could probably last till he's 34, 35. You'll get a few years out of him. <laughs> so I'm personally happy for him as well as a person and a player that he's going to have this one last chance. And I think we all have a soft spot for him. We we want him to do it. We want him to challenge. Look at his full last year. What's to say he can't push Sancho for his place? And hopefully that will elevate Sancho as well and the rest of the players, it can only help us if we're challenging for multiple trophies. Absolutely. And if you can look beyond our deficiencies, which may be midfield and the fact we didn't sign defence in midfielder, and you look at the players we did sign, and this all being a part of a building project for the manager, he's got yeah. a lot more stronger options in a number of positions now. You look at our front three. Oh, front, yeah. You can play Ronaldo, Cavani, Mason Greenwood. On the right, Sancho Lingard is coming back after a great, sorry, a great second half of last season. On the left, when he's back fit, Marcus Rashford, Anthony Martial, who really needs to start hitting form. But he's got a number of these options. I was just looking at the fixtures and thinking, if we just keep outscoring teams, surely we can just keep winning matches. You know, that's what that's, that's what Ronaldo does. Now, do you think that Solskjaer be more bold, has a reason to be more bolder this season and? maybe ditching that double pivot now because he's got so many attackers. How is he going to keep them all happy? Well, that's it. He's got a tough job, hasn't he? He's got a tough job to keep all those players happy because, I mean, every player mentioned there has got a, got an argument to start, bar maybe a couple of them. They've got to work their way back into the team and prove their worth. But it's, it's a tough job to have. But it's also a great opportunity for, for, for Solskjaer to really challenge for the title and win a trophy this season because you've got that kind of talent and that kind of, you know, you know that, that work work ethic that they, those players have got as well they can all learn off each other work off each other and then come in at different times and it's it's phenomenal really you, you lift all those players in different positions there's there's three sets of different trees to play up front every week so for me we are lacking a little bit in midfield that central defensive midfielder role will Ollie go 
a bit more attacking. I'm not convinced. I'm not. I'm not sure he will. I think he does like them. Them two sitters. He's McTominay and he's Fred. But even if you've got the front four with Fernandez in between, in behind those whatever three it is, I mean that can destroy any team in the Premier League. So it could be a case of outscoring teams at the time you like. If, if he see, if he sees though that Varane and, and Maguire are working, yeah, that's true, and they're they're steady. And then obviously, say he finds a say McTominay returns and, and can show that he can do that sitting role, he, he might ditch the, the double pivot anyway if he feels confident enough to in certain games. Maybe in the big games against the bigger teams, he'd be confident. Well, I think that's key, isn't it? I think he, he may just he may trial it against some of the so called lesser teams yeah. in the cup yes. game, something like that, to see if, if he thinks he can get away with it. Because I know in his mind, well, in my opinion, in his mind, I don't think he thinks he can get away with that against the, the no. top six or seven teams. I think he likes that, you know, that two sitters that can potentially cover uh, the back four when needed. But you're right. I mean, with Varane and Maguire, what a phenomenal centre-half pairing that should be able to deal with anything that's thrown at them. So it's an interesting conversation, but I'm just not convinced Ollie's comfortable in, in going a bit more all-out attack. Would you, would you rather as well, for, for both of you, would you rather not... Cause Pogba, when he plays in that holding role, just he's just nowhere near as effective, is he? No, so like, I, I, I think gonna... he looks so disinterested when he plays there. Yeah, I mean, he's clearly, you know, he, he inhibits his freedom. and he, he enjoy, Even at Southampton away, the, the team performance was terrible. Mm. I felt that Pogba was one of the our players who yeah. really stood out. Yeah, he was. Yeah. And, and just give him the... Fr- I mean, I know we all joke about unlock Pogba and everything, <laughs> but if you're going to play him, just play him somewhere you know you're going to get a performance out of him. Yeah. You might as well start. Donny the pivot because I think he'll have the discipline yeah. to do that role and probably do okay now I'm not saying he'll be the best but he's a tidy player he'll keep the ball better than Fred <laughs> and um, I think he'll do the work as well so it's there's definitely options to explore it's about whether I was going to ask you this as well you know you're talking about squad rotation and keeping yeah. everyone happy like back in your day obviously by the time you're at United Fergie's word is gospel isn't it I mean he's yeah. built that cachet and everything at the club and no one's essentially going to question his choice on who's playing but with say a younger manager like Ollie and obviously having a lot of superstars now and we have more player power can he can he rely more on things like so for example if he's picking teams and we've got two games a week there's so much more sports science now yeah. say for example if they're taking electrolyte tests and stuff yeah. can he kind of use that to benefit him and point to it and say well listen you're you clearly like struggle you know you're not as fit mm-hmm. as this person I think like, he has surely to. can use that yeah. to back himself up when to. maybe he doesn't have the cachet of a Fergie I, I, I was going to ask something very similar to that and it was more so kind of on the basis of when Alex Ferguson did it hmm. you, had fewer, you had fewer questions because of the fact he, he, he was a successful manager and had proven with team after team he knew what he was doing but in result, yeah, in result of that you had a number of players who weren't sulking, but were competitively trying to break into that team. Ferguson had the yes. right the right environment. So it's what in order for Soldier to get the same, what I think needs to happen this season is a good run in the trophy. To suggest that he is picking the right players. Because if you have a number of strikers, a number of attacking players, and they're not playing, and at the end of the season there's nothing to show for it, they all have an argument that I should have been playing more. I would have scored more goals than X, Y, or Z. We have so many options now. Brilliant options. You know, I named them already. Ronaldo, one of the best players in the world. Soldier's already said he's going to be playing week in, week out. Does that mean then that Cavani doesn't play? Or does it mean he's going to play with two? 
I hope over the course of the season, what you're mentioning on exploring, we see that, especially in the cup, because it's going to be yeah. a challenge to keep these players happy if nothing comes at the end of the season. But it's, it's funny, isn't it? Like the 4 4 2 now, it's almost like a, a malign formation. It's almost like if you played a 4 4 2, you <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, yeah. And I don't. I think actually, Big Sam's a decent manager, but like, why not explore? Can you imagine Ronaldo and Cavani on the end of crosses? Like, I know he'll never do it because we'll never go back to four four two seemingly until it comes round again in cycles and it's viewed as like a progressive formation. But Are you call him for Sean Dyche. <laughs> I think he'd have us challenging. <laughs> Pump them in the box. Just get two decent wingers and get Cavani and Ronaldo on the end of crosses. It's four four two, isn't it? It's easy. We'll never see it. I think. We, I think. I think we could see that not from the start, but I do think there'll be games where you know it's maybe it's one one and there's fifteen twenty minutes to go, and we can see an ability to get crosses into the box against yeah. teams that aren't defensively great in the air. Potentially, I mean, look at your Arsenal's and teams like that. They're horrendous with crosses and corners into the box. So having a Ronaldo and Cavani, they'll have a field day. So. They'll be, they'll be fine each other to get headers. 100%. So I don't think it's going to be unheard of where we've got two of them playing up front. He might have a little twist on it and who he's playing in and around them. And, but ultimately, it might be a three, will, will he just five, pretend... two or whatever it may be. But yeah, I suppose that's I a do think match. he could go at, at, with two of them at some point during the season. What's massive too is when you look at our bench this season since the start, really, and with the new additions now coming in, Ronaldo and that, it's going to be so strong. We can change the team dramatically in the, in the dying minutes of the game if we want to. There's so many attacking options to keep banging on about. But look, a lot of excitement. Um, before we go, lads, I want to ask about the first three games quickly. It's wrapping up. Are you satisfied with seven points? You look at what the other teams, how they've started. Are we happy, Johnny? Oh, you've got to be, yeah. I mean, especially the, the Southampton game. We weren't. We weren't massively impressive, were we? And certainly the, the Wolves game, even probably even worse. We definitely got away with one there, didn't we? So, yeah, 100%. Seven points more than wins it. <laughs> and now it's the same with you to start of the season. Are we, are we happy with it? I think we have to be. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think I think you'll be happy, especially with a couple of the performances. I think seven points is is fantastic. I think winning winning a game like against Wolves, like we did, I think mm. I love games like that in, in a lot of ways because you played really poorly. Probably didn't deserve to get the well, didn't deserve to get the three points and still got them. That's what wins your leagues. Yeah. So yeah, happy with that. I do think the signing of Ronaldo though would have won the game against Southampton. A player like him would have yeah. potentially got that goal. That, I, I can't complain with, the, with, the, with the seven points after the first three games in a good position going forward. When you mentioned Ronaldo being the difference to, to go back even again to last night, Ireland, you know, 36 years of age, people keep bringing up. But the fact that he started that game in the dying minutes of stoppage time was still going. We're still wanting to win the game. Missed the penalty, but still had enough to get two winning go- or two goals at the end to win the game. Absolutely remarkable. Johnny? Delighted to see you for this surprise guest. What were you about to say? No, no, I was gonna, I was gonna say then. Like people talk about Ronaldo, but look at the, I mean, look at the physique of the man. He, he, yeah. It's like Ivan Drago, isn't he? In Rocky Four, that I actually imagine his medical was like Ivan Drago's. You know, and he's he's got all the the pads <laughs> on him, and he's he's doing that test in Russia. I actually imagine his medical looked something like that, minus the PEDs, of course. Um, but yeah, no, he's just the guys. That, I mean. He's a machine, isn't he? And, and yes, of course, we all know that he's not going to be able to play 60 games a season. We don't want him to play 60 games a season. We just want him for the 30 games a season. We'd be delighted, wouldn't we? And I think that's probably the biggest thing, like we were talking about before, Ollie, Ollie managing big players. Like I want to see him this year 
maybe remove Bruno at times when it's not necessary. You know, we don't have to rely on Bruno as much. Happened and Bruno last himself, Portugal and, and in the European Championships, they weren't exactly as reliant on him. Yeah, exactly. And 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 it's to his own benefit. I want Oli. Clearly, Bruno is a player, probably like Rooney was. He wanted to play every minute of every game. And, and you want that in a player. Of course you do. But sometimes, I suppose, you have to save them from themselves, don't you? And say, for the benefit of yourself and the rest of the team, have a couple of games off and come back raring to go again. And I just hope Holly, it's the one side of things I hope he can manage. And it's probably the hardest part to manage in the modern game with player power and everything. But if we see that from him, I think... You know, it'll show his worth even more this year. I reckon in the last few days, Nard's got the encouragement to get the boots back out again. Just seen Ronaldo <laughs> resign. Have you? Are you going to make a return? I wish, mate. I'm, I'm too old and fat now. I wish I had a physique like Ronaldo, but uh, uh, not for me anymore, unfortunately. Brilliant. Lads, <laughs> thanks so much. And we, we'll be taking a bit of a break next week, but we'll be back on after the international break. So stay well, and we'll speak again soon. Johnny, again, a big thank you for coming on, and Nards for the time again. Brilliant. Thank you. Yeah, I loved it. Sports Social Podcast Network. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.